Jesus Christ. For it is by you we live, move, and have our being. We confess our sins before you and ask that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We pray, Lord God, that you would divide your word rightly through this man of God and allow us to have wisdom to worship and to live for you. God, change those detours in our lives. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up where we're torn down. And Lord God, don't let us leave the way we came. Let us leave this place reaching for higher heights and deeper things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Church, amen. amen. We give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to our lustrous. faithfulness as well. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. Praise his name. Someone has said that the true church is a hospital where the hurting can be healed through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is our healer. I've come to save and I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. Someone else has said not only is the church a hospital, but the church is a school. In 2 Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. <sighs> Someone else has said the church is a gymnasium. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God both to do of his goodwill and pleasure. And then finally, someone that says the church is a travel agency where people book for an eternal excursion to heaven. My God. And um, as we look at the holistic word of God, all of the precepts and promises point to Jesus. Don't turn, but in Zechariah 14, and, and these, this is for Bible students, it says, when Jesus comes back, cracks the sky, and his feet hit Mount Olivet. Because that's where, where he left is where he's coming back. Remember that? In, in the book of Acts, he, he left from Mount Olivet and the disciples was looking up and the angel said, why are you standing here gazing this same Jesus? Same day, yeah. Yeah. Coming back to the same spot. All right. When his feet hit Mount Olivet, the Bible says Mount Olivet was split in half and a river will come about gushing into the Dead Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. And when this river comes up gushing, the reason they call it the Dead Sea, because everything in it is dead. There's no movement on the, red, on, on the Dead Sea. And when, when, when this river starts gushing, amen, there will be a revival of life. The fish markets will go up. That's Zechariah 14. But Ezekiel 47, don't turn had a vision, and a man of God came to Ezekiel and said, Son of man, step your feet into the river of this water. And when Ezekiel's feet hit the water, the water came up to his ankles. And the man said, Now, son of man, go out a thousand cubics into the water. And he went out a thousand cubics, and the water came up to his knees. 
said, no, now go out another thousand cubits. And then he went out another thousand, and the water came up to his waist. And then the man said, now go out another thousand cubits. And the water went over his head. Ah, that God does not force you to go into the deep. But if you decide to get deeper in your doctrine, he will overwhelm you with his power, his presence, and his peace. I dare you to let this Biblios become your water. Do I have a witness? In, in all three facets, all of the speakers is talking about a type of regeneration. And here in Revelation 21, as we look at this time when time is no more and we enter the eternal state, Lord have mercy, that we begin to see the, 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 the citizens of this brand new illustrious city the character of this brand new illustrious city. Yeah. And when we look at the citizens and amen, when we look at the character, we'll close the day on the challenge of this city. And then when I come back to Revelation, we'll close it out. But it's here in chapter 21 that we, we begin to see something that's uh, beyond imagination. That the greatest guarantee of God's redeem is to get and maintain an eternal glimpse of the glory of God. Nobody on earth has retained the glory of God. When Israel had the Ark of the Covenant and they started sinning, Ichabod took place. Word Ichabod means the glory has departed. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and is here, is here that when we begin to look at this matter of the glory and we're entering the eternality of a new heaven and a new earth, which, 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 which I find rather peculiar as a Bible student because I remember Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 saying, I was caught up to the third heaven. First heaven is the cloud, seventh heaven is the universe, third heaven is God's throne. I was caught up to the third heaven and, I, and, and walking in glory, I saw things I couldn't articulate. In other words, I, I was so blown away, I couldn't put it into words. It was so beautiful. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even speak about it. I was dumbfounded. And as I walked those streets of gold, God said, don't record this, don't record this, don't, don't write this, don't talk about this. Lord have mercy. I, I was, yeah. God refused me from articulating everything I saw. <sighs> and Paul said, Paul said, because of these great revelations, because God gave me these high privileges, that I saw things no man living ever saw. God had to uh -huh, give me a thorn in my flesh. Uh -huh. A divine deflationary device to keep me humble. Let me, let me say this to you. Tony talked about detours. I'm going to talk about deliverables. When God gives you privilege, he always going to balance it with pain. The more privileges, the more pain because when he takes me up he's got to put something in my life to keep me balanced mm. see pain makes me preach 
I, I don't preach out of articulation. I don't preach out of education. I don't preach because I'm able to put words together. See, I preach because I know he bought me from. I, I preach because I know what I'm going through. I preach because I know where I've been and where I'm going. Can I get a witness? Child of God. And, 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 and the lesson today is that God is so wise. That if he's blessed you with a high position, if he's blessed you with great privileges, he's sending something in your life to keep you on your knees. Are y'all getting this? And he wants us to thank him for the pain. Because the pain helps our sense of sufficiency. I can do all things through Christ. I'm preaching up in this place now. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so when you look at me pastoring for 30 years, you don't know the pain I've been through. Can I get a witness? Oh, oh, it looks, it looks nice up here. Can I get a witness? But there's other stuff going on in my life that, that, that makes me want to hide, that makes me want to get low, that makes me cry, that makes me want to pray. Can I get a witness? So that he can get the glory. Because if God gives you privilege without pain, you'll think the glory belongs to you. Can I get a witness? And you'll be foolish enough to be like Lucifer and get in the way of his glory and then God will push your butt out. Can I get a witness? Because I will share my glory with no man. Mm, where much is given, much is required. James and John, two brothers of thunder, their mother went to Jesus and said, well, when you get in the kingdom, I want my son to sit on one side and my other son on the other side. And Jesus said, it ain't for me to give, that's my father's. And, and then Jesus said, can your sons drink the cup? And they say, oh, we can drink it. He said, you go and drink it. The cup was death. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so here, here, Lord have mercy. Here, we're entering into this new realm of a new heaven and a new earth which descends from God as a beautiful bride. Amen. And there's no need for the sun because the totality of light is Jesus. Are y'all getting this? There's no need for seas to separate man. Three-fourths of the earth is water. God said, no, 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 we're not going to have all them seas. We're going to be together. We're going to be uh, united. Amen? And, and, and no more seas and no more evidence of the curse. We'll talk about that. We're still living under the curse. That's why we got these old Adamic natures. There's no eradication of the flesh nature. We got two natures if we save. One is cursed, one is blessed. One is from heaven, one is from our, our, our forefathers' sin in the garden. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so there's no more curse, there's no more death because we are delivered, no more evil because Satan and all of his demons and the Antichrist and the false prophet are, were cast into hell's fire in chapter 20. Now, now let me give a commercial about, uh, yeah, hermeneutics. attention to the text not to somebody's forethought don't let a preacher inject stuff that's not in the text I'm preaching up in this way I don't care who it is don't let them inject something in the text you know tell me well uh, we're going to be inside the gates the pearly gates and, and outside are going to be sorcerers and, and, and idolaters well how's that when they all burned up in chapter 20 You think they came back from the day and started sinning again? No, don't, don't let people inject stuff that's not in the text. It's like that spaghetti commercial. It's in there. Can I get a witness? And see, I'm a stickler for doctrine. Stickler. Because uh, what, what, what tends to happen is people take 
their own injections and add them to the text and it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, Y'all getting quiet up in here, but you can get quiet all you want. It's the truth. It just doesn't make sense to the, to the text. Oh, oh, here, 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 I, I'm going to get out your head. Here's, uh, here's John the Baptist in, in early chapters of John and 129. He's in the Jordan baptizing. He says he sees his cousin Jesus. He was six months older than Jesus. Elizabeth was John's mother. Mary was Jesus' mother. And Jesus comes in the garden, I mean, in the Jordan River. And uh, John says, behold the Lamb of God. Right? And, and, and uh, who take away the sins of the world. And, and then when Jesus gets up to John, and they knew each other, they were cousins. John said, I can't baptize you. I have need for you to baptize me. And Jesus, being the Messiah, said, let it be, John. Just that all scripture might be fulfilled. And, 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 and uh, uh, so John uh, puts Jesus in the water, immersion, and brings him back up. Amen. And as he comes up, a voice from heaven says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That was God the Father. Then the dove lands on his shoulder. That was God the Holy Spirit. Confessing that Jesus was the son, the unique son out of the bosom of the Father. And then the text written by John the Apostle, the same one that wrote the Revelation said, and listen to this, and John saw Jesus, and Jesus was before John, and yet John baptized Jesus. Now the word before means Jesus existed in eternity past as the word of God. Lord have mercy. John, listen, John was before him in physical birth, but Jesus was before John in eternity. Lord have mercy. John chapter 8, he told the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, he said, are you greater than our father Abraham? He said, before Abraham was, was denotes time. Before Abraham was, I am. Can I get a witness? And, 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 then, and then Jesus really ticked him off. He said, Abraham, by the way, was glad to see my day. So, so just that statement means that when Jesus was born in a stable, Abraham and them were somewhere shouting. Y'all ain't getting this. Ah, the Messiah's come, the Messiah's come, the Messiah's come, the Messiah's here. Boy, we're so glad we're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of the Sheol. We're going to get out of this uh, good department of hell. We're going to be translated into glory. We're going to our real home. This text is loaded. Mm. What the text implies is a, ren not, not a renovation, listen up, not a renovation of an apartment, but a total renewing. The renewing process, which is in John 3, Titus 3, 5. It is different theologically than our renewing. Our renewing is once we get saved, the Holy Spirit starts a renewal project called regeneration. Now, 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 now regeneration from John 3 means, and see, this defies what people believe and what people preach on TV. The whole process of regeneration demands that you cannot truly be saved and stay the same way. Why? Because the regeneration process is God coming in through the power of the Holy Spirit and he's changing your mind, he's changing your heart, he's changing your walk, he's changing your wisdom, he's changing your will. Yeah, I'm in all of this, but I'm saved. Yeah, I practice this, but I'm saved. And, and, and somebody got to preach the truth. And we got a lot of people that don't come to church every Sunday. They, they, they go to another church, the Bedside Baptist Church, where they stay home and get on their phones and talk to the Lord their own way. And I don't know what Bible they reading. We love them, but they're out of the will of God. 
had a sister come to me and say, you know, I went in church Sunday because I went to the nursing home to visit. I said, you out of the will of God. Why? For Satan not to gather yourselves together. Why can't you go at 1 o'clock? Satan's a liar. Why can't you go at 4 o'clock? Why can't you go Saturday night? Why you got to work the church time to plant seed in your grass? Can I get a witness? Somebody need to preach this stuff. You ought to be in church. You, you ought to be in worship. You, wor worship is not for you. Worship is for him. It's us ascribing worth to him. Can I get a it's, it's us once a week saying, Lord, you're worthy. And you commanded that we come together as a fellowship, as a church, as an ecclesia, and that we give our praises to you collectively. Mm. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people who get a prepared praise and we see Jesus in all of his glory. Moses saw his hind parts. Yeah. Exodus 33. The apostles saw his humanity. But only the church, when we arrive in heaven, we get to see Jesus in all of his glory. All of his, John 17, 5, Father, now that I have finished your work, give me back the glory that I had with you before the world was. Do I have a witness? We, uh, you know, when he took on humanity, he zipped up his Shekinah, Lord, but his perfections didn't stop. That's why the demon said, oh, we know who you are. You can wear that zip-up suit all you want. We know who you are. You, you are the Holy One of God. Can I get away? And then he took uh, Elijah and Moses on Mount Transfiguration and started zipping down the suit, and, and, and the disciples saw his glory. Right here, right here, right here. Look at the citizens of this city. And I, I want to deal with this because the three scriptures I gave you, or the three inferences I gave you at the outset that the church is a hospital yeah and the church is a school and the church is a gymnasium and the church is a travel agency you'll get this when you get home in chapter 21 1 to 8 real quick we celebrate with the citizens of this new city this new Jerusalem, God promised his people a new heaven and a new earth. This is recorded in Isaiah 65, 66. You read when you get home. I saw, this is John talking, a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Amen. No more separation. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. Adorned for a husband. Let me stop Paul's part. Stay in the text. The city is the bride. Mm. Well, who? Where, where is the city coming from? It's coming from God. It, 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 it explains that the new heaven will come down from God and hoover over the earth. And access from the earth to the earth as a satellite, it will it will will have access from the new heaven from the new earth to the new heaven. Ah, don't miss this. This thing is deep. And 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 so, child of God, when you begin to look at the citizens that are here, this event is event of regeneration not in the theological way that we are uh, regenerated by the holy spirit but it's a it's it is a renewed and a restoration from the old now let me uh let me look at the text verse four and uh, verse three and i heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of god is with men and he, notice personal pronoun, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be their people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Now, 
The problem you had in the Old Testament tabernacle, which was up 33 years, it was a tent of meeting. Yeah, 12 tribes, three tribes on every side were supposed to be positioned around this tabernacle. And, uh, and, and the priests would go in daily to, they would, they would have the labor outside, that's where they would wash, and, and they would uh, uh, slay a uh, sheep, uh, a pure sheep, a, a sheep without blemish, uh, Leviticus 16, and, and, and they would go in once a, once a day to make sure that the 12 loaves of bread, the table of shoe bread, that the bread was fresh, and, amen, on the other table was the light, the lampstand. Okay. And after the lampstand, there was another altar straight, which was the altar of incense. That incense had to burn 24 hours a day. The bread sees Jesus as the bread of life. The lampstand sees Jesus as the light of the world. And the altar of incense sees Jesus as the intercessor of prayer. Y'all getting this? 33 years. How long was Jesus alive? I'm glad you asked. 33 years. And, and, and the Bible says in John, John wrote it, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten. And it says in John chapter 1 that Jesus tabernacled down. And, and listen, he came down in humanity. Yeah. Now once a year, the great high priest would take an offering of blood, put it in a basin. They would tie a rope around him in case God killed him because nobody would dare go beyond that curtain. And he would go in with a basin of blood and he would see the Ark of the Covenant where the two cherubim's wings would meet. God's presence was in the middle like a cloud. And he would take the blood and sprinkle it seven times on, listen, what is called the mercy seat. It had a lid. Yeah. And when he sprinkled that blood, if God accepted it, the lid dropped. Meaning all of Israel's sins are covered for one year. Just one year. You got to come back next time this year. And Hebrews 10 says, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right-hand side of God. You don't sit down till the job is finished. Can I get a witness? Are y'all getting this? And so, child of God, when the Bible says in verse 3 that God is coming down to be with his people at the tabernacle, what in the world is going to happen to the curtain that separated the most holy place, the holy of holies. I'm glad you asked, because when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. It tore from the top to the bottom, meaning Jesus now said, now you got access into my presence. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may find help and mercy in the time of need. See, here's what we don't understand. This is why we need Bible students in here. You could not approach God in the Old Testament. You could not pray directly to God in the Old David couldn't even pray directly to God. David needed a prophet to talk to God. But because Jesus died, we can talk to him in a car. We can talk to him in a toilet. We can talk to him in a kitchen. Come boldly. There's nothing separating you from getting to God. That's enough to shout on already. Can I get a witness? I've been in some tumultuous places. I've been in places I thought I was in hell. And I'm so glad that I've got the right to pray to him. I'm so glad I got the right to call his name. I'm so glad I got a right to wait on him. Can I get a witness? And Jesus hears my prayers. Uh, 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 I got to go. I got to go. Who are the recipients in this city? All the church, all the tribulation saints. All the saints of the kingdom, the millennium kingdom, 
Everybody that ever believed in Jesus, they're, they're here, they're here, they're here. And Peter said there's a cleansing, there's a renewal of fire, Second Peter 3. This beautiful city was prepared. Now, last week I dealt with the bride of Jesus. Didn't I do it? And you can't look at your wedding or the weddings we have here and reflect the Bible because the Jewish wedding had first an engagement period. It was an arrangement made by the parents. The kids had nothing to do with it. At two or three years old, the parents would go into a covenant and said, when my son and daughter gets uh, of the age, they're going to marry. And looking at some of our marriages, maybe our parents should have made some arrangements. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, these parents were looking to see how many degrees you had, how much money you had, how good your looks was. They, they were worrying about somebody that's going to be faithful. Can I get a witness? Some, somebody that was trained up in a home. I know I'm messing up now. Amen. That had uh, ethics and morals. Can I get a witness? I'm a baby boomer. I'm in my 60s. I'm glad. I'm, I'm probably, listen, I'm probably the last generation that had two parents. Oh, they're getting quiet out there now. Doc. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me, I love you. I love you. I'm talking about parents that live together. Not one in Phoenix and the other one in Canada. I'm talking about parents that live together. I'm getting tight up in here. Nobody could eat till dad got home. But I done blew most of y'all out with that one. Dad be glad if he get a wing. Do I have a witness? Come on now, we had to say yes ma'am and no sir. We was in church every week. There was no options. We had chores. We had jobs. We, we had to do good in school. We Come on now. You know what I'm talking about? We, we had a home. Now, if you didn't have that, you got it now in Christ. But I'm trying to make a point here. My discipline right now, 30 years in, my discipline and my ability by the grace of God to have a stick to to have a perseverance started with my parents. I didn't have to go to the side door and get my mother who was drunk on a, on, on a stool to get some money to go to the movies. Oh, it's getting tight up in here. Can I get a witness? Yeah, the, the, the fact that I'm trying, and see, listen, the Bible says when your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. See, the purpose of the church is to help those that need help, that never had help. Do I have a witness? I, I'm, 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 I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching up in this place. Mm. Lord, have mercy. Check it out. He says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Verse 4. Ain't no more crying in heaven. Ain't no crying in heaven. Listen, listen. To the point, one, listen, listen. One commentator said, if you get to heaven and all your kids ain't there, you won't miss them. You won't even remember them. Because all things will be made new. You're going to have a new mindset. You ain't sitting up in heaven crying over somebody that decided to shoot up heroin all the time and die. You ain't doing that in heaven. You can cry down here. When you get to heaven, there's joy. Can I get a witness? And ain't nobody going to come up to you and say, are oh, your 10 kids up here? And you're going to say, 10 what? I ain't heard of you ain't got no memory of it. God's going to wipe away. Will we recognize each other? Absolutely. Check it out. He's going to wipe away the tears from their eyes. There will be no more death. No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more crying. No more pain. Why? Because all the former things are passed away. Jesus. I see Sister Gordon in heaven. I say... What's up, buttercup? She ain't no wife. She a sister. 
I hope she don't remember we were married. <laughs> I'm only playing, baby. It's all right. Hang in there. Keep, shout, keep shouting anyhow. You'll be all right. We're going to make that, we're gonna make that hat turn tan. Don't worry about a thing, baby. But, ch but check it out. Check it out. Look, 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 verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things. What? See, the, the whole proposition of regeneration, Wayne Jones, is that when Jesus comes in, when you repent, Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm messed up, come to my life and save me, I believe you died for my sins, were buried, rose again, I believe you're the son of God and God the son, God says, okay, I, I, I got an opening, I'm in, and then he brings the Holy Spirit in, and he plants the Holy Spirit inside of you. He indwells the Holy Spirit inside of you. Do I have a witness? And then the Holy Spirit starts to change him. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not everything I ought to be, but thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. Are y'all getting this picture? I, I can't practice stuff I used to practice. I don't care what they're saying out there. Right, come on now, somebody got to help me out up here. I can't repeat everything I used to do. I, I, I don't even have a desire to do it. Something has happened to me. I looked at my hands and they were new. I looked at my feet and they were new. I looked at my mind and it was new. God is in the renewal business. Things I used to do, I can't do anymore. Tired of all these harlots and all these lesbians and homosexuals keep saying, well, you know, praise God, I'm saved. Uh, we all got weaknesses, but you can't practice. Are the preachers going to say amen? The socks you got on. Are we going to practice? Y'all keep your eyes on these preachers. They wear, they wear some crazy looking socks up here. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're trying to say. I, 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 I don't know. I'm a man. I, I don't know what they're trying to say. But look at this. In the name of Jesus. Ella. Ella. Does the Bible say you're known by the socks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we, we got to figure something out up in here. Oh, no. Let me move on. I'm making all things new. Look what he said in verse 6. He identifies himself. It is done. I'm alpha. That's the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and I'm omega the last. Amen? And everything in between, I am. Are y'all getting this? The beginning and the end. And I will give them that is at is a thirst of the fountain of the water. Here, see, here's, here's this regeneration. The fountain of the water of life freely. They're going to be satisfied with what they get in heaven. Let me, let me, let me say this to you. Uh, stop looking for satisfaction in humans. It's not there. Oh, have a, Sherman Hopkins did up. Awesome class downstairs on marriage. You need to attend it. He's talking about the different levels of, uh, you know, the different laws and of uh, love. You know, one is service. You know, one is gifts. You know, things like that. And uh, but can't no man or woman fully satisfy you? God intentionally left a void in you that only Jesus can fill. Can I get a witness? And if Jesus don't fill it, nobody can fill it. Drugs can't fill it. Alcohol can't fill it. Sex can't fill it. Can I get a witness? Vacations and money can't fill it. Only Jesus reserves the right to satisfy your soul. If you're thirsty, he can quench your thirst. If you're hungry, he can give you food. Uh, do I have a witness up in this place? Not only did he satisfy him in verse 6, he gives him overcoming power. Now, now let's talk about overcoming power. I'm, I'm going to get out your way. I'm amazed at how the Lord gave me power to overcome some things. Oh, they're getting quiet up in here. There, there, listen, there's some things I couldn't overcome in the world. There, there's some things I was just like, a, just like a robot going to it. I was addicted. Let's talk about addictions. I was addicted to certain things. I was addicted to certain people. I was a, 
addicted to certain feelings. I was addicted. And when I got saved, God said, I got to cut these addictions out. Because you need to come to me. You, you need to be in me. You need to rest in me. Come unto me, Kenya. All that labor and a heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me. You got you to gotta yoke up with the master. See, a yoke got a hole for two, beast and burden. And the only way two oxen can walk together, if they yoked. The only way you and Jesus can walk together if y'all yoked. You got to be yoked with the master. You can't be running out there and Jesus, the Lord's going here. You can't hold your religion to Sunday and act like a devil from Monday to Saturday. Can I get a witness? We talking about a real change of life. Where you got high, now you don't want to get high. Where you was into homosexuality, you know, I don't want to do that. You was in the fornicate, I don't want to do that. Hey, Amen. You was in the running the streets and robbing and stuff, I don't want to do that. Uh, something has come over me. I, I, I can't explain what it is. Uh, something got inside of me. Something changed me. Something metamorphosized me. Things I used to do, I, I don't want to do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't want to go in there. Why? Because I met the master from Galilee. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, Here's the confusion with expositors. Look at verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars shall... Now, when John was writing, John was writing from the present to the future. <laughs> the book hadn't been finished. John's writing from the present to the future saying, oh, they shall have their life in the, in the lake... Now that the book is finished, they're already in the lake. Y'all ain't getting this. Ain't no whoremongers outside the gates of heaven, amen, trying to get in. They in hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quiet because I had a preacher come up here years ago. He's a great preacher. He's a spouser. He said that, and I just looked at him and said, and he go to congregation, amen, amen. If I don't say amen, you don't say amen. That's it. If I, look, look at me. When I'm sitting there, somebody preach, I go, mm. you, you go, mm. just, just, just learn that lesson. As Sanford said, don't be no dummy. Can I get a witness? It ain't in the text. Amen. Preach, preach, preach. I feel like throat. <laughs> oh. All right, leave that alone. Only the redeemed, the ones that are blood washed, blood bought, born again, are going to be in glory. My Lord. Yeah, no, notice verse 9 to 20, real quick, the character of the city, not just the citizen. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had seven vials full of seven last plagues and talked with me saying, come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. I told you about the arrangement period. That's the engagement, the betrothal period. They were about 15 and 16. And that's why the Bible says when Mary got pregnant, Joseph is a was a just man, not willing to put her away publicly. According to law, Joseph could have had Mary stoned to death because they were in that betrothal period, which is just like marriage. Are y'all getting me? That, that's why in John chapter 8, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes came to Jesus and said, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Now Moses said, we ought to stone her. They were right. It's in the law. Stone them. But they were trying to catch Jesus. So what do you say? Jesus put his head down and said, let him that is without sin. <sighs> Be careful who you try to condemn. 
let him that is without sin cast the first stone. So the Viagra crowd went out first, the old guys. Then the young man went out, and Jesus was left alone with the woman. Now listen to this. Listen to this dialogue. Jesus said, where are those thine accusers? Have no man accused thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I. Now let me release you. Go and sin no more. Are y'all getting this picture? Look, look at the character of the slam. And, and, then, and, then, and then you got, so you got betrothal, you got, you got engagement, betrothal, and then here comes the wedding date. Ah. And the wedding date, the groom before the wedding date at the betrothal, he tells his wife, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And when I come back, make sure your wedding dress is right. And I will receive you unto myself and take you. And where I am, there ye may be also. Are y'all getting this? But what he did on the wedding day was for seven days, he introduced his bride to all his family and friends. So the reason the marriage supper of the lamb is in chapter 20 and not chapter 4 and 5 is because Jesus took seven years, which were seven days, to introduce his wife. Then he married her in chapter 20. There is a parallelism there. Lord have mercy. The marriage supper of the land fits the picture of Jewish history. Are y'all getting me? Lord have mercy. Y'all need to come to call. Y'all know not longer. So the character of the lamb's wife descends out of heaven. The lamb's wife, his, it, listen, it, verse 11, has the glory the lamb's wife has the light of precious stones. What are, what are the meanings? Uh, when they talk about the streets are made of gold, and they are. The buildings in heaven are made of gold. They are. The, the gates are made of pearls. They are. What, are, what is the meaning? Well, uh, found, the foundations of heaven speaks of permanence. Nothing will disturb it. The walls speak of protection. And the angels are sentinels on the wall. They can leave the gates open because ain't nobody coming in. Do I have a witness? Don't, don't you know how good God is when he, when, when he can let us live our lives and you ain't got to worry about nobody coming in? That nobody can hurt you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That, that the Lord is my light and the Lord is my shepherd and the Lord is my protection and the Lord is my provider and the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. 12 gates speaks to the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 apostles are the pillars of the church. Hey, he, he, mean, he deals with the meanings, then the measuring. They, uh, John was told to measure the city. Four score was equal sides. And let me, let me throw this out for the sake of time. The walls were like jasper, the city like crystal, pure gold, gems, glory. And the size of the city was the size of New York to Denver, Colorado, Canada to Florida. A cube, a pyramid, more than enough room for the saved. Lord, have mercy. And there's no temple because the Lord is there. Verse 23, the lamb is the light. The gates will never shut. The city has no defilement. Verse 27a, the city only inhabits the regime. 27b, are y'all with me? Uh, I'm trying to go somewhere. Ah, look at verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth whatsoever uh, worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in what? The Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Then the challenge of the city, uh, chapter 22, verse 1. There, first of all, there's a flow. And he showed me a pure river. Now, here we go back to Ezekiel. Remember? Keep, keep getting deeper in the river. Remember that? And remember that? And we go back to Ezekiel. That's Ezekiel 47. Amen. There, there is a river. Amen. Uh, for the righteous. This, this is not a lake. This is a river. The water of life symbolizes the continual flow of eternal life from God's throne to heaven's inhabitants. There's not only a flow, but verse 2 of chapter 22, there's food, tree of life, symbol of both eternal life, continual blessings. 
The tree will bear 12 fruits, one for each month, for the healing. And the word healing in the Greek is therapeutic, for the healing of the nations. For though that is, God provides a continual healing for his people. We will ever be in heaven learning about him and never coming to a point where we know him because he's inexhaustible. Do I have a witness? So look, look, look at the look at the challenge of this city. No fractures, verse twenty. I mean, verse three, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. See, you're gonna work in heaven. You're not only gonna learn in heaven; you're gonna work in heaven. Let me tell you how this works. The more faithful that I am on earth the more rewards God's going to give me. 1 Corinthians 3. Now, some of my stuff is going to burn up. But don't look at me funny. Some of your stuff is going to burn up. It's called wood, hay, and stubble. You did this with the wrong motive. You were angry. You cussed somebody out. You should have did that. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, going to burn. In the name of Jesus. But that which remains after being judged by fire, the fire of the word, what remains you get a reward for. And if any saint does not have a reward, he himself is still saved, which protects our eternal security. It's in 1 Corinthians 3. You go home when you see it. But check this out. The more rewards I get, two things are happening. At the Bema seat, I'm able to have all these rewards on my head. Ah! Not a Steph, I mean, not, not a diadem, only Jesus would have died them, but a Stephanos, the victor's crown. And I'm willing to put him back, put it back at his feet. Lord, have mercy. And my rewards determines my authority in heaven. God says, I'm going to put you over a whole lot of jurisdictions because you were faithful. In your giving, you gave 10%. Well, let me look over at the clock. You were faithful not to run the street and continue in sin that I brought you out of. Let me look at the clock. You were faithful to rightly divide my word. You were faithful to teach core every Wednesday, regardless of how many people were here. You, you were faithful to counsel, to do weddings, to do... You were faithful to support God's program. You didn't gossip and tear people down. You, you were faithful, so therefore, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to load you up and give you jurisdictions. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'll make you ruler over many. Are y'all getting the concept? In, in the name of Jesus. So, I, and, and it's not a competition thing. It just says, okay, now we in heaven... And we say, well, okay, uh, 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 Joe Blow, you have been faithful. You are in charge of Venus and Pluto. You are in charge of, uh, of Saturn or whatever, whatever, whatever. Maybe satellite station. Okay. Here comes another thing. Lord, what am I in charge of? Latrine. <laughs> nothing. You ain't charging nothing. You ain't do nothing. You weren't faithful. Whatever. So you want to work down here for the glory of God so God can further your service. I'm preaching, man. Up there. I don't work for the church. I work for Jesus. And people are, eh, yeah, yeah, you're the pastor, you suppose. Let me tell you what I'm supposed to do. My job description is in Acts chapter 6. Pray and feed. You go home and read it. Let the deacons wait on the tables. Let them do the visitation to the sick. Let them do, you pray and feed. Now, I've, do, I've done all the weddings, all the funerals, all the counseling. Used to come in here and take the alarm off across the street. You know, sweep, mop, whatever I need to do. Can I get a witness? But that's not my job description. But you don't know because you don't read the Bible. In the name of Jesus. So, so the fact of the matter is, you know, Sister Hicks, I'm trying to be nice, but I'm waiting for somebody to approach me. I got all kinds of scripture. Can I get a witness? My job ain't to be frying no chicken in no kitchen. 
I fried at home. You, you know, so, so, so the check, the, the child, child of God, child of God, child of God, I got to get out your way. No fractures. We close on his face. Don't miss this. He says, and they shall, verse 4, see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there will be no more night, no more candles, no need of candles, neither light, no sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Child of God, when we look at the citizens, the character, the conditions here, amen. And we're going to pick this back up the next time I come to you because I want to close out with the end of this book, which is powerful. It's so powerful, I didn't want to include it here. And, 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 and all we can do when we walk out the door is, is follow 1 Corinthians 3, 9, where it says, we know in part, and we prophesy in part. That means preach. But when that which is perfect is come. Now, he's not talking about Jesus because Jesus is not of that. If you know anything about English, Jesus is a person. That is inanimate. Uh, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. Now, there are different opinions on the scripture. It is believed he's talking about eternity. Once eternity comes, we're no longer in the dark. Now we see him face to face. Did you know when you get to heaven, you don't need faith no more? Faith goes out the window. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're going to see him. Can I get a witness? We're we, we going to see him. And Paul says, for now we look into a glass, Dan, darkly. But then we're going to be face to face with Almighty God. You better be saved when you be face to face with Jesus. Somebody wrote a, somebody wrote a poem one time and said, what would you do if Jesus came to your house? He's ringing the bell, bling, bling, and you, you peek out the blind. You know, for y'all looking at bill collectors, you peek out the blind. And you say, oh, it's Jesus. Hide that Playboy magazine. Get them drugs. Get that liquor. Break, break the bottle. Get it out. Get it. How long would it take for you to open that door? Don't answer. I know some of y'all sit out there, I'll open it right away. No, you wouldn't. You got your numbers over here. You got your dream book over there. Your, yeah, come on now. You got your astrology page over there. Yeah, come on now. You got your pornography over here. You got your lick over here. Uh, if Jesus came to your house, how long would it take for you to open the door? And then what if Jesus said, you know, I decided I'm going to stay a week with you. Now you really got problems. Because you got to go in the car and get a smoke. You got to, come on now, you got to, can I get a witness? You, you, all right, Lord, I'll be right back. Well, where you going? I, I'm going to Wawa. And then you're going to lie to the Lord. You're going to lie to the Lord so you can go out and do your thing. Somebody needs to preach this stuff. The Lord can see a black urn on a black hill on a black night. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, how long would it take for you to open your door for Jesus. Face to face. Face to face. Face to face. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You if, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, rose again, and you believe he's the son of God, God the son, you want him to come to your life right now and save you, just raise your hand. If you want to give your life to Christ, once saved, always saved, you will be entered into the Lamb's Book of Life. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join our church. We'd love to have you. Raise your hand also. Is there one? Praise the name of Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? 
Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. And God is chilling as this word circulates us that we are going to a perfect place with a perfect people, with a perfect peace, and a perfect praise. That those that are up there with you wouldn't come back if they could. Because one look at Jesus wipes away every tear. We thank you that our loved ones are with you. We thank you that we have an appointment to be with you. We thank you, Lord God, that we too will graduate into